everybody, and welcome to this episode, episode 20. That's right. Of That Was a Hoot, Rocco's Modern Life recap series. We have two bits of breaking news. Two bits, yeah. Two bits. You um, want me to do mine or you want to do yours? Um, I'll do mine. Do yours. Sure. Uh, Rocco is showing up in the video game world once again, mm-hmm. uh, though we haven't seen his first appearance in the uh, Nick, Nick Brawl, Nick whatever. Brawl. Yeah, quite yet, but uh, but looks like that was gonna be in July or August. July. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if that well, was that was the first wave that I don't think that Rocco was. The he first. wasn't in the. Is he's in he's spring in or fall? Fall. Yeah. He's in fall. Okay. So before you get Rocco in there, you're gonna be able to see him in a game called Smite, uh, which Justin's played. I haven't played, but I've downloaded, so that counts for something. Yeah, it does. Uh, but it looks as though Smite is going to have a crossover with Nicktoons. So along with Rocco, who is going to be taking on the specific role of Dan Zaburo. Uh, we also are going to get Danny Phantom uh, in the role of Janus, Invader Zim as Cupid, Jenny will be Freya, and Powdered Toast Man will be Gilgamesh. I don't know what any of that means. Uh, neither of us do, but we just know that that's the thing. And no. for some reason, this article has a screenshot of Invader Zim, mm-hmm. though... I Oh, I did list him off. Never mind. Yes, he's in there. I... <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention uh, to what I was reading. <laughs> well, we did speculate, you know, like this is basically just a reskin of those existing yes. God characters that you can play as in Smite. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have the same move set. But, you know, when you're playing as John Dan Jarabna, yes, you can be Rocco. Right. Maybe he throws like ninja stars and Rocco will like slap his tail and it will throw out ninja Could stars be. or something. What cool is like uh, that. what what kind of game is is would you say smite is like is it like a like a diablo type game is it like an oh, over the top no, over the shoulder no like? it's more like overwatch okay so it's a small scale pvp based game so you'll have teams of like 4v4 okay or 5v5 mm-hmm. kind of a thing and there's some type of goal whether it be just kill everybody on the field and the first one to x amount of kills wins or um maybe it's like a king of the hill type situation where you're trying not, not hank hill not that no one. I um <laughs> yeah like king of the hill or like a control type situation yeah. um different you know different forms of like pvp type yeah. of things um but essentially it's just like a smaller scale like 5v5 thing but you have x amount you know numerous amounts of different characters I to see. choose okay. from so it gives you different kinds of play styles and whatnot to try to choose from internet based like you kind of have yeah, to be you, online you have to be online to okay. play it gotcha yeah, always you have to be in interact with other humans yeah i don't like that um my what's, bit, the, what's the other news my bit of news is that uh i was contacted on twitter yeah via a listener yeah okay for one of the first times that's awesome since rocco it's breaking news it is breaking news <laughs> i like it <laughs> what did they say they asked me <laughs> why i never ask you questions during the episode <laughs> <laughs> so i said oh i'll start doing that that's a great idea thanks <laughs> they didn't specify what i had to ask though, gotcha so. like it didn't have to necessarily be after every segment or pertain to the right episode. so it's going to be before we start every episode okay i'm going to ask you a question so today this episode i'm going to ask you shad how many pennies do you think would fit in this room <laughs> <laughs> uh that's uh it's a loaded question i know but no matter what you have to answer no matter what it's not going to be enough (laughs) like i feel like if i said 
let's just say that let's say though we've all we've all probably seen a hundred pennies in a room or yeah. you know on a table somewhere well sure and you think like oh that's covered like hundred it's just a hundred of something it's not a lot that's but a at tiny the same time of this rug but at the same time it looks like a lot right you know it's one dollar it's a dollar okay it's a dollar um let's just say two trillion for the sake is, is that, that enough is that a lot i don't think that's enough you don't think so? I don't think two trillion is enough because I'm gonna, I, I think two trillion is a lot more than what we're thinking. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a whim and say that ten thousand pennies will cover one layer of this floor. Okay. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking about that many. So let's just say that that, that many, and I'm holding up my finger with a tiny little mm-hmm. height of a penny. Um, if they were stacked on top of one another, do you think two trillion pennies could reach the moon? You know how like a lot of people do that? Like they're like know. like if you spill out a bag of sugar, every single grain, if it was stacked on top of another, it could touch the moon. I'm going to go one quadrillion. One quadrillion. Yeah. Is that more than a trillion? I would hope so. I think it's a quad versus a tri. Okay. So I think it's a four versus yeah. a three. Is zillion a real number? Um, Yes. No? <laughs> I don't know. I was just asking. I don't... You well, hear, like, people just, you know, like... Like I know bajillion's fake. That's got to be fake. It sounds dumb. Well, because you have to assume that we still are following the the uh, standards for prefixes on numbers, and that you would go. I'll be careful. This sounds political. Million, <laughs> and then you have to go billion, by as in two, try yeah. as in trillion, Ooh. three, and then quadrillion would be four, mm-hmm. and then you would have to go. What is it? What's uh, sectillion? It would what? be five. Would be pentillion. Is it? Would it be? Because five would be penta, right? Yeah, it could be. So pentillion and then sectillion. Sectillion six. What's seven? What's seven side uh, something? I don't remember. <laughs> but like, yeah. So, so like ten, so a, z- ten, a tenth of that space would be a decillion. A decillion. I would think so. That sounds stupid. Z- <laughs> <laughs> well, because zillion, Z, Z is not the. What do we do for a hundred? Z is or an, uh, not a hundred, but like like eleven. Z is your unknown, right? Like Z I don't is know how like because we we're kind of also going by like, you know, like a pentagon is five, so we say it's a pentillion, you know, for five. Right. Yeah. What's an eleven sided something? Uh there's a there's a word for we it. We start doing something like Spanish, like oncillion. <laughs> <laughs> we all of a sudden at the eleventh start switching start over switching. to different languages. Yeah, we have to. We hit, we're like we haven't figured that out in english when we hit 20 we switch to french <laughs> well because i mean isn't it all isn't it all greek i don't know a lot it's all of, greek to me it's all greek to me <laughs> it's a good question i guess i guess we should start off with episode one segment one bye bye birdie of season three yes of season three air date made it on october 21st of 1995 wow we're doing a little uh a little course i correction. was nine years old <laughs> Do a little course correcting uh, if you were listening to episode 18 or 19, maybe both of them. Uh, we had a little bit of a year. I feel like, didn't you publicly apologize for this already? Uh, I put it in the notes. I put it in the in show the notes. notes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, but if you don't read the show notes, I, I want to Then shame on you because. <laughs> uh, but we did, we did say that the Rocco's Modern Life comic series that we were reading came out in 2008 and not 2018 yeah uh which made it seem like they were really ahead of their time on technology when they were you know pretty on par but as you stated though static cling indicated that they weren't even around for this time we've already we've already gotten to a point to where there's incontinuities that we were accounting for for the movie that's at the end of it but we don't need to make our incontinuities 
complicate the timeline even worse. No, no let's not. <laughs> so, yeah. So this is uh, the first episode that I've noticed, but I don't think it's his first episode. This is the first episode credited, written by and directed by Doug Lawrence, or as we know him as Mr. Lawrence, mm-hmm. as he furthers his career, the voice actor who does the voice of Plankton. And I was just and I don't think I had seen his name. And I'm not used to seeing Doug Lawrence because I've only known him as Mr. Lawrence. Uh, because when he made the switch over to SpongeBob, he decided only he Mr. wasn't going to be known as Doug whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's your best uh, Plankton? We got to do that. Oh, man. Why do you do this to me? I want to hear it. I like it. Um, the Krabby Patty secret formula. That's good. I don't even need to do it. No, you have to. <laughs> like Rocco's modern life. I just, I'm just imitating you at this that's point. That's good. All right. I mean, that's fine. I mean, imitations, the flattering thing, whatever it is. It's the, yeah. That one quote. Or On with the show. Yeah, the thing. <laughs> so we open with Rocco washing his car, and he notices that there's a slew of birds surrounding him, watching it, uh, watching it, waiting it for being done washing, uh, presumably so that they can poop all over it. Rocco starts to get in his car and to leave when he drops something yellow, or something yellow drops on his hood. It's mustard from Heifer's hot dog, and he's sitting on a power line with the birds eating his lunch. So weird. Uh, Filbert and Dr. Hutchison stop by to drop off their bird named Turdy, horrible name for a bird or any animal, uh, for Rocco to watch while Filbert is in the hospital for something serious this time, he promises. (laughs) The bird attacks Rocco and breaks out of the cage immediately. Heifer sprays Rocco with a fire extinguisher. Uh, Then... They get the bird back inside of its cage after it attacks Spunky, but then it breaks out again, steals Mrs. Bighead's bikini top while she's laying out. This isn't the first time that's happened, right? I don't know. I feel like she's lost her top a couple of times. Yeah, I don't know. There if was an incident stole with one of the dogs or something like that. Like maybe with, uh, what's the, the vicious Earl? dog? Earl, yeah. Maybe he, uh, and maybe not even a situation where some, her top was stolen, but maybe she was laying out with like, it undone well, she, and there's then he one ran point by in time whenever he she has Rocco. We have already just talked about Rocco. It, and she has some rub lotion on her back. Yeah. And she's topless at that point right. in time as well, too. She is something. She's a flues, and I love it. Uh the bird then flies up to Rocco's room and destroys the walls, causing Rocco's whole second floor to collapse. Then a guy walks up and says, keep your bird away from my monkey, randomly. <laughs> <laughs> the guy uh, shows up, uh, shows back up and warns him again about keeping away from his monkey. But Turdy the bird is in their cage. The next knock at the door is a fireman with the escaped Turdy, who says Turdy got into a gas line. And then Turdy breathes fire at Rocco and puts it out. Uh, following that is a slew of people showing up at Rocco's house with complaints about Turdy being uh dirty and returning the bird some of the complaints are he pecked my customers and he ate my pony so do you do you think is dirty this much of a problem for filbert um i don't know is dirty acting out because filbert's gone yeah or is dirty just a brat yeah i think he just might be and not a filbert good bird. just doesn't Filbert's a little uh, clueless. He's, I think he's general. just immune to it at this point. Maybe yeah. I, you might almost have to be if that's the case. He just says, oh, fish sticks. And yeah. like, it goes on. Uh, Rocco then chains Turdy to uh, Rocco's nose in an attempt to keep Turdy from running away. Uh, Turdy's on the couch when Heifer decides to jump right on the spot where Turdy's at. Heifer and Rocco freak out and Heifer runs around screaming while Turdy's stuck to his butt. 
and Rocco is chained to Turdy still. It's a Benny Hill type situation. Very much so. Uh, Rocco says Turdy is dead, but Heifer tries to convince Rocco Turdy is still alive, poking him and dressing him up to make him like he's alive. They refer to the, quote, caring for your bird book to tell if the bird is dead. Just then Filbert shows up with bad news. The doctor didn't find anything wrong with him. Rocco goes to explain that Turdy is dead when Filbert calls it. Uh, he tells Rocco that Turdy is a species of bird called Tiridus minimus and only has a three-week lifespan anyways. Filbert uh, says Turdy always wanted to be buried at sky, so he pokes holes in a jar and buries the jar in a cloud. <laughs> it bears mentioning that they are all wearing party hats at this point in time during a funeral. Uh, Heifer starts to recite the beans beans. They're good for your heart. Filbert says some words, and then they say, we should all go get tacos. <laughs> Heifer gets excited. Even reading it like this just sounds even more chaotic than it normally is. It sounds like I'm on acid. <laughs> it gets better. Heifer gets excited and knocks them all down off their ladders. When they land, the guy with the monkey comes up to them and says he's not dealing with this and drops down a box uh, with the monkey on top. The box is full of baby <laughs> monkey birds. Filbert is so happy with this new family of monkey birds. Yeah. Uh, question for you. Oh. How did you know? Uh, <laughs> have you ever had a, to house sit or watch someone's animal or kid? And did they come with a manual? Uh, no manual, but I have had to house sit and watch a child. Yeah? Yep. This nice. was a pre, I think, pre me and Mandy being married even. Like you you didn't it have was a one child. Of, it was one of Mandy's friends okay. and she was going to be gone for several hours that evening and we went over to her house so you weren't by um, yourself no it was me and mandy though. okay yeah but we watched the kid it that, was in that half counts like mccanda i think was where it was at yeah goes okay yeah it I went totally it right. fine good. baby was great it actually slept most of the time too anyway so that was extra good nice we basically just sat there and watched movies while it was in a little rocking thing next to us nice nobody's ever trusted me with their kids so that's good ever N never i don't think no oh. maybe my mom with my sister um no not even that she would still get a, a babysitter when i was of age to watch <laughs> my sister so yeah i mean that's a good thing right i'm uh gonna be 34 in a few weeks and i've Ooh. never changed a diaper mazel tov and now it's just a goal to, keep to not do yeah, it yeah what about your own eventually um does that count or no i'm just i mean i would rather just live on a toilet i think than wear diapers yeah if i needed help would you help me change mine no i'd get your wife no i mean like she's like her legs don't work anymore <laughs> i'd call somebody okay <laughs> i'd rather pay somebody to do that i would touch. <laughs> like there's some things that i i would like i would rather spend a little bit of money on sure i get that <laughs> and that's one of those it's like i had to call a plumber last week mm -hmm. because it was above my like knowledge and you weren't knowing how you didn't know how to plumb right i well it got to a point where like it needed to be like i needed somebody else's brain on it that's been doing it for a lot longer than i have um i, I got to a point and then it i feel like this is also i'm just not experiencing change in diapers so i really am not the person you should call right so, like, I'd, I'll get somebody more experienced oh, for you, because that way you, you have a good experience. Let me tell you, it's insanely easy. <laughs> There's even writing on the diaper. It <laughs> tells it really? you, like, which side is up the front and back, <laughs> and which side is, like, up and down. Like, 
you'd think like, oh, well, the legs have to go here. It's basically like underwear. <laughs> but obviously, there's people out there that uh, don't know now brain not so good. So they need to make sure everything is plainly labeled so Jeez. that way you put it on right. Wow. Uh, question for you. Uh, is it possible to hear someone's iPod when they're running at maximum speed? Yes. Very well. That's all I had. All right. Episode one, segment segment, segment two, Belch of Destiny, air date 10-21-95. Uh, it's weird that that's the exact same date as the first segment. That's how that works. I won't read the date the second on the second segment of things. It's weird how two episodes come out in one episode like that. It's almost like they have two segments. Yeah, well. Heifer and Filbert are racing, quote unquote, their toy cars out a car window as Rocco is driving them to the Weasel Scouts, which they have been in for 12 years now. They've been doing it. They see an old lady and Heifer yells to stop the car. You think they're going to help the old lady, but instead they push her out of the way so they can get to the Burger Boy restaurant to get some food. Good scouts. Uh, Rocco drops them off at a house where a bunch of much younger boys are singing the Weasel Scout songs. Uh, they see them coming and look disgusted, and one kid is fully wrapped in bandages. They say, they're there, Teddy, indicating that Heifer and or Filbert uh, had something to do with his injuries. I would wager heifer <laughs> uh their activities for the day is model rockets a few people shoot off theirs with success and then heifer launches a full-size rocket that comes back down on the already injured teddy mm, see where this is going we see firefighters and the house burnt completely down leveled uh the weasel scout leader adjourns the meeting and says that there will be a talent show and the winner will get to go to astronaut camp Later, Heifer and Filbert are back at Burger Boy, and Heifer is down on himself. In an attempt to cheer him up, Filbert puts his burger buns on his glasses and says, Hey, pal, get your buns off my eyes. <laughs> Heifer retorts with a, with a Roses Are Red poem, ending in, There's belches for you. This tickles Filbert to no end, and he tells Heifer he should do that for the talent show. Uh, so next, we see Heifer at dinner with his family and his mom potentially using an impact wrench and a welding torch on a wedding cake in the kitchen. Uh, his dad is on him about uh, be about to be something more. He wants he just wants him to be yeah, better than be just better than he around. is. At the talent show, Heifer is having second thoughts, but goes through with his act. He gets nervous and messes up the poem at first, but then finishes it and blows people out of the auditorium with his belch. The crowd goes wild, and they win their prize to go to Astro Camp. Heifer and the scouts are so happy, but then his dad calls him a freak, and breaks Heifer, and he get, uh, and it breaks Heifer, and he gets tiny eyes. Uh, <laughs> they get real small. And it's, it's weird. Like he gets real sad, yeah. and his eyes just get like yeah. They do that in like they do that in SpongeBob a few times too. They, I believe when they like, get whenever he gets down. like super sad, like his eyes just shrink up. <laughs> And they're like, you okay? And he and like SpongeBob will be like, I'm fine. Or whatever. <laughs> uh, kids go to camp without him, but when they're in space, they're bored without him. So they return to Earth and protest to get Heifer back. Heifer's mom reminds his dad that he once had some peculiar traits as well. He made armpit fart noises to seduce Virginia mm. when they were kids. Uh, Heifer's dad apologizes to Heifer, and Heifer embraces his belching with the weasels. The end. Nice. Do you have any peculiar traits? Oh, um, I'm kind of bendy. I'm pretty flexible. 
can I can like if I cross my legs, I can put my head like all the way flat onto like the ground. Yeah, bend down that way. Um, I used to be able to take my thumb and like bend it all the way back to my to your to arm. My wrist yeah. like that. Uh, I used to be able to take the one of my end. I can't do it at all anymore. But take an index finger and bend it, and I could bend it like completely sideways against all of my across my knuckles. Mm. And oh yeah, just yeah, like yeah. bend back that way. What happened now? You think you just got old? Just old. You got yeah, old I joints. Can't, I can't really do it and stretch that way anymore. One of my, I, I definitely could do it a lot better then, uh, but I can like fold my ear to where it's just like kind of essentially just sits in the little pocket of the the little ear mm-hmm. hole. Uh, but yeah, as as I've gotten older, my I guess my ear cartilage has gotten a little harder, and so it doesn't yeah. fold as well. But I can still get it to fold in pretty good. Have you used any of that stuff to seduce uh, a man or woman? <laughs> no, I haven't. No. no, usually it's like gross. Yeah, I mean, I guess I Me either though. I've tried to I impress. Think, I would think that the bendy might help. Yeah, bendy is definitely. I was, <laughs> I was like, I, I've never <laughs> being bendy, sir. What's the uh, most embarrassing thing you've ever worn? Oh, I don't really get embarrassed about things I wear. Uh, probably I would go with here it is uh, a white T-shirt that I accidentally spilled like something like spaghetti sauce on uh-huh. while I was already out in public. And then I had to wear that stained white T-shirt. So I don't wear white T-shirts anymore. You yeah. won't see this guy in a white T-shirt. No, I've not had a white T-shirt in quite some time. <laughs> Speaking of, I've got that same shirt or I did. Uh, what that, happened? That's the Walmart uh, bundle, right? Yes. Uh, I got it in the movie shirt. Yes. At home. It's the uh, if since this is not a visual medium, I guess we should explain mm-hmm. that you're wearing the Jay and Silent Bob reboot shirt. Yes. Uh, that came with a movie shirt in a two pack at Walmart for like 10 bucks. Uh, it was 20. It was 10, 20. 10 for shirt. 10 yep. piece. Yeah. I knew it was something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had uh, both shirts, obviously. I still have the movie you shirt. You spilled but spaghetti on this one. No, that one, <laughs> like a hole developed like right above my belly button. Oh. And like it was just a nice little hole right there. And I let it like slide for a little bit. I wear it like a night night shirt, and then uh, and then I eventually just ripped off it and made it a bare midriff, and uh, still kept it as a night night shirt. <laughs> but I don't think I have it anymore. And like one of those shirts, whenever you're like sleeping in at night and you wonder why it's like rolled up to your fucking neck, and your nips are out, and you're just like, what in the fuck is going on? It happens. Uh, episode two, segment one, the Emperor's New Joe, air date. October 28th, 1995. Just a Good week later. Year. Good year. Uh, we start off with Rocco working at kind of a lot of comics. Again, uh, it seems like the on and offness is continuing. <laughs> Reading Superman, spelled S-O-U-P-E-R, Superman. Like that food. Uh, when he notices a bunch of uniquely dressed individuals walking past the window, a hiply dressed heifer even staples a flyer to the window of the shop. Uh, breaking the window. The flyer is for the Chameleon Cafe. Rocco, if I remember, he doesn't even talk to him. He's just hiply dressed. He staples it on the thing yeah. and walks off. Right? Yeah, he's all out. They're all outside, and so he's yeah. just walking by. He doesn't even stop to but, wave like, at he Rocco. Knows he, I was gonna say he knows he works there. He's just like not like, hey, Rocco, nope. and then walks off or anything. He's busy. Yeah. Uh, Rocco follows the flyers to the underground cafe and sees all of the people he knows down there. Filbert is telling stories. Really, really big man is dipping a tire into coffee and eating it. Gross. And Bev is reading a poem called Flies while Ed plays the bongos. Uh, Heifer, dressed in a very French attire, greets Rocco and explains that he works there. Uh, the Chameleon Brothers, Chuck and Leon, whip up a cup of coffee for Rocco, which he chokes down 
and tells Heifer it's not coffee. <laughs> the Chameleon Brothers pull Rocco to the back room to tell him the story of the origin of the coffee. The brothers are from a place called Balzac. Mm. The people, is Balzac a real place? No. Okay, cool. Just no. making sure. Um, specifically because of the name Balzac. There was a, a song I made in like the early 2000s, yeah. just like a goofy, stupid song. Mm -hmm. And uh, the character that I made came from the land of Balzac as oh, well. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, the people of Balzac lived in fear of the czar who ruled the land and the brothers were his personal stylist. The czar was only interested in remaining hip. The, for the story, the czar is played by Heifer just for uh, so you guys can visualize it mm -hmm. at home. Uh, the czar made everyone wear the same hair and outfits as him. So it's basically like whatever's trendy, whatever's hip that he thinks is trendy and hip, everybody has, everybody to, has do to do it. Yeah. Uh, the czar made everyone wear the same hair, outfits, only listen to the same songs that he sang over the intercom. So they never heard the actual version of any song. No, it was it's just, just like him whatever. Doing yeah. It. yeah. Uh, the czar decides uh, that he wanted coffee. The brothers had to figure out a way to make coffee since Balzac didn't have any. Uh, they were put in a dungeon until they could figure it out, which is just so counterproductive. <laughs> right. You would think, like, I'll put you in this place that you can't make anything, <laughs> and you have to find means to make it. Yes. In the dungeon, they meet a prisoner, played by Filbert, who washed <laughs> the czar's socks and then heated up the same brown water from the socks and drank it on breaks to keep him going. The Chameleon Brothers decided that they would that would be the coffee. They presented it to the czar in front of all of the subjects, and the czar had to like it because everyone was watching him, and he was afraid they would not think he was hip because it was so hip to like coffee. What what nutritional purposes or anything like that do you think that that would provide that would keep him going? Um, oh, I don't know. Because uh, I mean, if it's sweat what, a from dirt, a sock, like minerals. You think he's got good minerals? I think so. Like any sweat that he's like sweating out and stuff, all those vitamins and nutrients are completely gone. That's the point of you doing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or it's just like it's so gross that you just gotta. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Anything like warm liquid is good for your body, right? Like just yeah, in you general, could, well, like you can even drink hot water, and it's that's that's what they say. It's um, good for boosting the metabolism. Re read that recently, or not read that, heard that recently yeah. on a on the TikTok from like a comedy page on the TikToks. Did. Yeah, somebody said that. Uh, they had heard from an interview with Mike Tyson that he said, you can't drink cold water. You drink cold water. You, it doesn't burn fat or anything yep. like that. And they looked it up and they found out, yeah, it's like that keeps your metabolism going. Mm -hmm. You have to drink the water that's at the same temperature roughly as your body. So that way your body's not having to acclimate to a cold shock. Right. And it doesn't burn any fat. doesn't want it feels refreshing, but mm -hmm. it doesn't do you any good really. Yeah. But at the same time, like, who wants to fucking drink 98.6 degree water? You drink, I mean, you drink hot coffee, you drink hot tea, like, you're really, you're just dancing, you're just decorating water at that point, like, it's, it's really. I love it's, decorating water, because like that makes it taste better than hot water. It's, it's like <laughs> just eating uh, just a piece of bread versus, like, putting, like, mustard or mayo and some lunch meat and some cheese on it. Right. But also, doing that makes the bread amplified. <laughs> Amplifies it. Uh, so Chuck and Leon escape soon after when the czar asks him to make him a sausage skin suit. <laughs> uh, they come to the U.S., made the same coffee in O-Town. The brothers ask Rocco to retry the coffee so they don't lose business. Rocco says no and gets really patriotic about it. He stands up and gives this big, big speech. <laughs> and even there's like a silhouette, I believe, of an American flag with an eagle that flies by in the background. He has the right well. to not drink coffee yeah. or something. 
They kick him out of the shop and tell him to come back tomorrow for cheesecake. Uh, in the background where he hears someone say, hey, this isn't cheesecake. And then we hear the brothers telling uh, the guy a story of how they make their cheesecake <laughs> in the news story <laughs> with the same once upon a time. I feel like they. Uh, the, this is definitely pointing to the fact that maybe the coffee story isn't true. Yeah. And they're just, I mean, they're no. swindlers. They just, they, they do whatever. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've established that already. Yes. The fact that, though, they, they make it seem like this coffee shop has been in O-Town this whole time. But I was just like, how are you able to venture off and do all the other shit that they do and manage a coffee shop right. this entire time? Um, so have you ever been to one of these uh, typical like 90s-esque coffee shops, like a classic 90s, not a, a classic coffee shop, like not a new wave starbucks kind of place? Like a place that has like like poetry, poetry reading yeah, and shit like that. that? Yeah, 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 I've been to something yeah. like that, yeah. I, uh, my, maybe not so much to the point to where everybody's doing the snapping right. claps, but yeah, it's something similar to that. I've been to, I was in my, their coffee was probably better than sock water, my early teens. Mm -hmm. And there was a place in Murfreesboro called Mungo Jerry's. Oh, and, uh, and they did open mic and poetry readings and Isn't stuff like that. Isn't the name of the guy that sings the, put the lime in the coconut. I have no idea. I think it is. Um, and so I went there. Thomas was actually playing an open was playing at the open mic night. And this was way before I knew anybody. But there were like other people from the same place that we worked to, uh, there. And I remember this woman that was reading a, po a poem and all the like it was almost all F words like the entire <laughs> yeah. poem was just like her screaming. Uh, and uh, so it was it was interesting because I didn't though there was that. There was another guy that had like a really bad acoustic song that I remember him singing. And then Thomas did some stuff too. Um, and that's really all I remember from it. But it was it was definitely like one Thomas of those Anderson? Yeah. Of the Can't Get Right? That's right. Wow. And uh, it was just one of those experiences. That I'm like, oh, that I'll file that away. Like that's just kind of a funny thing because yeah. you can't really capture it now. Everybody, it's, you know, it's pre-cell phone. It's pre everybody right. trying to record everything and having internet and really and, and that being a big thing. So. I doubt we'll see that really ever again in that yeah. same kind of realm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uncle Jerry sings that, and he also sings that in the summertime. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. That's so who, they, that's who Uncle Jerry they just, is. They, they just, named it after that guy. They just named it because that was in like the early to mid '70s when those songs came out. Gotcha. It's probably when they originally opened that coffee shop. Uh -huh. And they did the snappy fingers. <laughs> right. Two questions for you. Oh, number double. one. Uh, you can hear the can't get rights on Spotify. Everywhere. 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 Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube, all that jazz. Okay, cool. Um, also, the second one is, what, <laughs> Thanks for the plug. what would you do if you found a, a dead body in a hotel room? Um, I would... Would you tell anybody? Yeah, I definitely would. I'd... <laughs> Just see somebody open up the door slowly, just oh shit, just close up and walk out and just be like, I think I'm gonna leave. I was just debating on whether or not I was gonna go to the front desk first or call 911 first. I think that was that was my hesitation. Was maybe go to the front desk and ask them to call 911 and be like, Hey, I opened my door and somebody's dead in my room, so I'm not necessarily tied onto the phone with it. Yeah, like man, maybe I can just leave and not be caught into this. They'll probably ask, and you'll have enough time between to leave. 
Well, I'm, no, no, not to leave. You can't leave. Fully I was going to say that they're going to have a, enough time between the the police and everybody arriving. Yeah. And you telling them that since they're on the phone to go and get like a nice cup of coffee or something mm. while you're waiting. I like that. Yeah. I know you're traumatized. You just saw a dead body. <laughs> go get a cup of coffee. <laughs> Episode two, segment two, schnitheads. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, so we open with a sheep wearing a wolf skin, playing paddle ball. And so <laughs> when you were like, it just sounds even crazier when you read it out loud. This is one of those playing paddle ball and spouting crazy prophecies on the sidewalk when Heifer walks by and spots the Schnitzel Hut. Uh, so is it Schnitz head? Schnitheads? It's Schnitz heads, it, Yeah. Did I say it right the first time? Yeah. Did I? Okay. Mm-hmm. I was I was questioning myself after I read Schnitzel and I was like, did I say Schnitt? Yeah, you said Schnitt. Okay. He walks in and orders nine bratwurst supremes and a cup of wiener nuggets. <laughs> um, when placing his order, the worker asks if his life is empty. And Heifer says yes. And and uh, and they say, you should see the manager. And then the manager pops out of the cash register and invites Heifer to get uh, together that night for free bratwurst. Is this guy, Does he? is he the same Cult. species? Well, yeah. Um, is he the same as the 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 one of like a crazy doctor or something we've seen in the past? Like, is this the same kind Maybe. of bird? I mean, it's yeah. He he might be the same kind of guy that worked at Chokey Chicken. Okay, maybe because there was that whole Chokey Chicken episode too before. Yeah, I was trying to. I like. I feel like I've seen maybe this character or this kind of character in a a kind of slightly insane position already mm-hmm. before. I'm not sure. I'm possible. I mean, they do that tons. Uh, so later, Heifer is finishing up having dinner with uh, Rocco, and Rocco spots a sausage in Heifer's pocket. Reminds him that he wrote the address to the party on it. Uh, he asks Rocco if he wants to go. Rocco declines, saying that he has to get dishes done before mold gets out of hand. And the mold on the plate grows, uh, growls at him. And another chunk of mold grabs his arm. <laughs> uh, Heifer goes to the party by himself then. Uh, the party is very stodgy and uh, kind of uptight, and Heifer is excited by all the sausages. They even have weenies a la metronome, which is just uh, uh, sausages sausage kind of stuck on a metronome. <laughs> they just kind of swing back and forth. Uh, they play bobbing for sausages, and by the end of the night, the manager asks Heifer if he wants to help him spread the word about schnitzel in the morning. This is like a cult mixed with like a moose lodge. You know what I'm talking about? Like <laughs> yes. It has a very moose lodge type aesthetic or yeah. like an elk's club type thing. Absolutely. Uh, they go door to door. They visit Ed, uh, then go to a TV station and do a telethon. Heifer puts on a puppet show with sausages, which is awesome. Uh, then they go to a sausage compound where all the inhabitants are putting sausages out on clotheslines and watering them like plants. Meanwhile, Rocco sees Heifer on TV and gets a call from Heifer's mom, who tells Rocco to please bring Heifer home. At the compound, Heifer ties sausages in balloon animals gets fed instant sausage powder, which you just add water. It turns into sausages. Uh, But then he starts to get sausaged out. He orders a pizza in and gets in trouble and has to go out and plow the sauerkraut fields. Rocco shows up but is turned away and is not allowed to see Heifer. Rocco and Filbert devise a plan to rescue Heifer by making a giant metal sausage that talks. Uh, The giant sausage demands they bring Heifer, but the plan backfires and they capture Rocco and Filbert just before the cult members start to throw bowling balls at our friends 
the king of wieners shows up and takes his faithful servants home. Instead of taking them home, he drops them off on a deserted island and saves Rocco, Heifer, and Filbert, taking them back to Rocco's house. Then the king of wieners reveals himself as really, really big man, who was on his way home from Mardi Gras when, where he was named King Weenie, and he saw in his nipples of the future that Rocco and his friends would be in danger. The end. So does that mean that his own nipples get sucked to his face whenever he sees the fissure? I think so. That's pretty hot. Yes, I do believe so. I was... <laughs> I was imagining that as well. Um, have you ever been part of a game of bobbing for sausages? No, and I've never actually bobbed for apples either, I don't believe. I don't know I've if been I at, have. I've been at, I remember at like a, a long time ago at like a, an RA's event, like a church like event type thing that they did. Resident advisor? Uh, Is that what RA stands for? No. It's not, not, no, that's not the same RA. That's religious. Like, those are the people, the royal ambassadors. Oh, the, yeah. Those, those are the people, the RA, the, those RAs are the ones that look after like college dorms and shit, right? Yes. Yeah. RAs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but I remember royal ambassadors them, like doing, scouts. them doing that. But at the same time, part of me was like, even, even like a wee lad of 10 years old was like, that's like, that's like five church groups worth of people's mouths have been in this water, the small bucket bobbing for right. apples. And I don't think I want to do that. Well, that's yeah, that's a very good thought. I mean, I, I would try it, but I don't know if I have either. I feel like I've got the chompers for it. I think I got some tall teeth and I could, <laughs> I could really kind of set them into one of them uh, apples there. <laughs> Chompers day is a very dangerous day. <laughs> This has been IFNZ Production. Yeah.